Hello, loyal listener of Rage Against the Mainstream. This is Bill here. I'm coming to you today with a special interview by a special guy. Uh, his name is Paul Bartholomew. He is a United Kingdom, UK singer-songwriter, and um, he has some pretty good tunes. He's actually a pretty decent guy, too. Um, yeah, so check this out. We have one of his songs at the end of the episode. I mean, please don't skip to the very end to listen to the song listen to the interview. But regardless, and some good news here for all of you guys that are eagerly awaiting our return to the airwaves, season two will be released on December 23rd. That's right. December 23rd, three weeks from today, you'll have me, Connor, and Steve back on here to talk about things that you care about and you want to hear. So without further ado, here's Paul. We'd like to welcome to Rage Against the Mainstream for the first time. Um, our new friend, Paul Bartholomew. For those uh, that don't know who you are, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, who are you and what do you do? Uh, my name is Paul. Um, I'm a singer, songwriter, uh, guitarist, producer. I just kind of I do everything. <laughs> so, um, yeah, for my music, I do all the instruments, write all the music, do all the harmonies, the backing vocals, the production. And then I just go out to Matt, Matt Good in America because um, I'm from the UK so I uh, fly out to Matt and then he puts um, his special touch on and then just makes the music sound go from being a good song to a great song oh yeah so, yeah that so yeah that's me really <laughs> people don't really understand that you know you could have like the greatest song in the world but without like a good production behind it you know you're not really gonna unlock the full potential of what a song could be yeah I mean um so all the demos um so I basically, with this album, I did all the production and backing vocals um, in the UK at home in my home studio. Okay. And th- and then I did all the guitars and stuff here, sent all the tracks to Matt, and then I would go out and just do like the lead vocals and then add extra production on or anything that needed adding. Okay. So but, like you were saying before, you play all the instruments on, on, all, of, on all of your recordings. Yeah, everything you hear on the record is me um, writing-wise as well. And then, yeah, I just rec- write it all, record it all, send it to Matt, and then I go out, I do vocals, um, and we knock it out really, really quick. I mean, we did the full album in a week. so That's yeah, incredible. It was, it was super cool. Yeah, I mean, most of the tracks were already done. Like, So all the guitars were done, um, all the harmonies were done. So I really only had – and most of the production was done, and then obviously the extra stuff that um, Matt did – um and then yeah we went out sang the tracks and then turned good songs into great songs with like editing on taking some bits out putting new bits in oh, um, yeah. changing changing some bits up matt's great at that kind of stuff so he really uh he's really key to the whole process really now that's awesome to hear because you you know like more artists that you see nowadays are just people just show up into a studio and can even barely sing or even barely do anything and all it takes is some studio magic and then you know next thing you know they got a number one song but to hear yeah. you going in as a singer songwriter being able to play everything and you know it's basically you're like the one-stop shop you're you're you know you're a one-person hit machine this is great you know get, yeah get some insight so the first album i did gravity um I did it all in my bedroom. Actually, I hadn't even sat in my home studio. I was oh, wow. sat on the end of my bed. Oh yeah, I was sat on the end of my bed um, in my room. I had a microphone that was falling apart and had tape around it. And I recorded, <laughs> wrote and recorded everything on that. I had eleven big names on that album from Craig Mabbit from Escape the Fate, Telly Smith from The Word Alive, uh, Dave Escamilla from Crown the Empire, who I ended up being in a band with. Um, and then I had um, 
God, there were so many people. Gustav Wood from Young Guns, JT Tollers, famous last words. There were so oh, many wow. people on that. Re- yeah, Monty Money from um, X Escape the Fate. He was on it. My fiance was on it. Um, so, yeah, there was a lot of people on that record. Um, and that was a record I did on rubbish equipment, sat on the end of my bed every night. Um, and, yeah, it came together well. My brother mixed the whole thing. So it was all kind of uh, done with just just us. And then it debuted at 16 in the iTunes rock charts. So shows kids, anything's possible. Yeah. So then that kind of, I was only really doing it for fun. And then that kind of just spoke to me that I should carry on. I built a good fan base from that alone, built some good friends in the music business as well. Did a little EP for Christmas, um, a couple months after of just five songs, just to say thank you to everyone who bought it. And obviously made me realize that this was what I wanted to actually do professionally. And then we just, yeah, stepped it up for this next record. So the features on this next record, we've got less features, but we've got brilliant features. Um, we've got uh, great production with Matt behind the scenes doing the mixing and the mastering. Um, so I, did, I got some backing vocals actually done from a friend of mine, um, Kim Wilde, who did that song uh, with the kids in America. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, her brother um, did like some of the backing vocals on the album as well. I'm no, good friends with him. That's so. cool. Yes, yeah, so that's a little throwback. Yeah, <laughs> so that's right. cool to have him on there. <laughs> yeah, so um, he loved the project because he hasn't really done something this like this kind of music before. So he, yeah. he, to him, it was a cool project. And then he just did all doubled up all my harmonies and stuff just to make it sound bigger. So in heaven, the pre-chorus, um, that's I think that's the only bit where that's all him. And there's bits all over the record where you can hear him come in and out and stuff. That's awesome. All right, so let's start this at the beginning. What yeah. got you into music? Um. Well, I was always kind of just singing. Um, I, we actually listened back to some stuff the other day from ages ago, like years before I did the first album or anything. Yeah. Um, and it, I was even saying it surprises me that I um, became a singer after <laughs> listening to that. <laughs> you know, when you hear something back and you're like, how did I actually choose this path after hearing how rubbish I used to be? But um, I guess Matt, Matt Good Studio Magic, that's why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, we've all yeah, been there. Yeah, so um, that was fun. Um, but yeah, I was always singing. Uh, my brother taught me guitar. Um, and then as soon as he started teaching me guitar, I kind of didn't put it down. I was walking around the house just playing constantly. But I never really did like rhythm stuff. I was always just trying to learn solo. So I think the first solo I properly learned was Avenged Sevenfold. It was one of their songs. Oh, okay. um, like Afterlife or something. Like the typical, you know, the typical song that you, everyone like, the first yep. band. You, you just, I was just always learning the solo stuff. So then picked up the rhythm kind of stuff after that yeah it's kind of funny i mean i'm a guitar player too actually the the other two co-hosts on the show they're also uh guitar players and nice it's just funny like how everyone goes about learning guitar like yeah it's very everyone goes a different way about it um but yeah it's it's, it's a, um i'll have to try and send you guys i'll email over some of the songs uh from the album because there's a lot of like in some of the more rockier songs there's some really cool solos and stuff oh, um, sorry awesome. if you so yeah, there's a lot of, uh, I think this album showcases my full talent is what I wanted to do, like my full singing ability, my full guitar ability, just the songwriting, the production. So everything is like 100% to the max on this one. Well, who do you draw your influences from? Like, like who who are some of the people that inspire you? Um, So many people. It's hard to say because my music is so uh, versatile. So like I'll go from a rock song to a rock pop and then to just like a, full kind of summary pop song so it's like it all comes from different places really yeah um 
saying that though, a lot of the people on my first album, um, I grew up listening to. So that was a real like dream come true to work with them. Like people like Craig Mabbitt, Telly Smith, like I grew up listening to them. Um, when I ended up doing the band Bad Fortune with Dave Escamilla from Cranny Empire just after he left. Yeah. Um, he was a big inspiration as well. He was a good mentor as well when we were doing that band. Um, still good friends. We talk every now and again. I think I'm going to be going back out to Dallas soon to work with him on some stuff. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, just to write, just do some writing and just see him really. Um, but yeah, we've uh, we've kept a good friendship. Those two songs we put out, we did a, two songs, one called Save Me and one called Vicious Cycle. They're on YouTube that came out. They did well. So um, he was a good mentor in that kind of uh, how to deal with things and how to be on social media or just he was just a good mentor. So I'd say him as well. But really just like close friends, family, that kind of stuff really are inspiration. Yeah. All right. Well, um, what do you enjoy more, being on the road or being in the studio? Well, funnily enough, I, I haven't actually done a tour yet. Um, I'm a year down since I've professionally been doing music, really. Last, last September, I released my first album. Um, and um, yeah, so I ha- I'm about to go on tour with the calling in February next year. So I guess I'll see, but I can already tell it's most likely going to be 50, 50. I love being in the studio and working, but it's just, we, we actually go into rehearsals this Tuesday and we're playing. Well, we're going to be playing a lot of new songs on the tour, which I just can't wait to get in and play these songs. We've done two shows. Um, I've done two shows at the O2 in London. I headline. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I saw a headline that, which was fun. And that really kind of got me thinking like, oh, I need to do more. So then this tour opportunity came up and it was a, a no brainer. So, yeah, we're going into rehearsals on Tuesday. I've got my brother who's going to be filling in on drums. And then my mate who's going to be doing guitar. I'll also be doing guitar. And then Matt sorted all like the uh, the live production and stuff on the backtrack. And then bass will be on the backtrack just because we couldn't find a bass player. <laughs> so, but um, yeah, because obviously when I'm in the studio, I do it all my, on, on my own. So when I go live, the only option is to either do it acoustic, just sing everything to a backing track or just get a band together. So it made sense to get a band of my brother, my mate, and then we can just have a laugh and really have a good time on the road. You know, it's funny. I've, I've often said like, I wish that, you know, advancements in medical technology had gotten to the point where I could just clone myself because it would just make things so much easier. <laughs> yeah. Right. I know that'd be perfect. <laughs> At that point, there's no creative differences. There's no nothing. It's just the same person. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, I think I think they're cool. It's good because it's obviously it's, I've got my name on the poster. So yeah, anything's out of line. Anything out of line, I can be like, well, it's my name on the poster. <laughs> so, <laughs> is there is there any plans of you coming to uh, the states at all? Uh, yeah, me me and Chris are always talking about um, tour options and stuff. Especially now, I want to aim to do. Um, Obviously, uh, my first tour, it'll be my first tour in Feb. But So the aim is to try and set goals because uh, at some point next year, the album's going to drop. So we're going to be super busy. But I want to aim to do at least four tours next year, um, maybe a festival or two, and then a couple okay. of shows. Um, so, yeah, definitely looking at doing um, a tour or a festival in the States for sure. Okay, that's awesome. Glad to hear. All right, so uh, let's get into um, uh, your song, Heaven. Um, right, yeah. It made it onto the uh, UK iTunes rock charts. What was that experience like for you? And uh, what was it like working with Johnny Craig? Um, so the rock charts was, cr- that was actually crazy. Um, so it's happened three times for me now. Uh, obviously, like I said, my first album, which was probably the most insane one because I didn't really expect anything from it. Yeah. Um, 
and that was 16 in the rock charts and then this one heaven went straight to number five in the uk rock charts and then number 48 in the us rock charts which was crazy because that was my first us entry yeah. and also top five so um that was um yeah that was insane um I know everyone I was working with kept saying that it would. I was kind of skeptical just because, not because I didn't believe in the song, but because it's like a, such a high number, you know, to get top five or top ten. So when it actually did get top five and I was, and also entered in um, the US one, I was that was a great moment. I definitely celebrated that night. Yeah, um, <laughs> had the song on blast, a few drinks. So yeah, that was definitely uh, that was definitely good. It was right near my birthday as well, so that was that was a brilliant time. That's awesome. Um, well, I think being a musician, you're always hypercritical on yourself too, to where you're like, you yeah, know, is this really like, you know, or am I stuck inside the fishbowl? Like, I know that this is great. Am I just, you know, am I just pissing in the wind? Like, is other people are are other people going to, you know, think the same thing? And in your case, yeah. people did. Yeah, it's kind of like validation, you know, especially when you're doing what I'm doing because I'm. It's not like a straight it's not straight rock or straight pop or straight metal. It's, it's rock and pop. It's blending the genres. So for me, it was kind of like, is, have I gone too far in this one or which obviously will be a big thing we can talk about when we talk about the next single. But, um, yeah, with heaven, it was, it just worked out perfectly. And working with Johnny Craig was cool. He was meant to be on the last album. Oh, okay. Um, and then, yeah. And then scheduling just didn't happen. And then I think he got me the, <laughs> I think he got me his uh, feature for the album a week before I flew out to Arizona to do it with Matt. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so I think it was starting to look like we weren't going to get it done. Then suddenly, like, because he had a lot going on in his life with slaves and everything. So um, it was it was a super busy time. And then, yeah, I think he literally just sent it over a week before I went. And then I had it all. So, uh, uh, but he's a, he's a cool guy to talk to. And he was, he was easy to work with. That's awesome. Well, now going back to your newest single, Holy Water, uh, yeah. it's got Vidal Riley. Um, that just recently dropped with the success of heaven. Did you feel more yeah. pressure to release Holy water? Um, I did because of how far we went in the other direction. So on the album, there's, um, like I said, there's a blend of rock and pop. And if there's any pop elements, it still has some rock elements to it. Yeah. Whereas this one, this one was more of a, like, we wanted to just do something, a one-off, a real extreme cinematic kind of dark thing we could do on Halloween, along with the, kind of the mo the small movie of the music video that came out which is um, incredible so was, let me add yeah thanks I, they did a great job on that video um i we i can't really take credit apart from kind of having a couple ideas for the concept but then the director just sent it to me and yeah he does all my videos we've done another one that's going to be coming out soon as well which is just an, another insane one but yeah this video came out great fit the uh fit the song well but as far as pressure yeah it was definitely um I think the most pressure I've felt to release a song um, just because it was so different from anything I've done. Um, and it was the one standout track on the album that was super like just out there. Um, yeah. But yeah, it did. It obviously did well hitting number two um, in the iTunes rock charts, which that really blew my mind. Um, waking up that morning, I think I woke up at like five, five in the morning and then I saw it. I was like, damn. <laughs> so <laughs> So again, we celebrated that day. <laughs> now, how'd you get ho hooked up with Vidal? So, I messaged I messaged him about when was it? Before I did the album, about a month before I did the album. Um, oh yeah, I messaged him a month before I did the album because I got the feature when I went out to work with Monty Money from Ex Escape the Fate and Beyond Unbroken. Oh uh, okay. And um, I went, 
So I was out in California when he actually sent me the feature, co-writing some of their um, new album. Um, and yeah, he sent it. I, was, I just hit him up on Instagram, man, just like everyone else. I just hit him up. My fiance's brother kind of introduced me to him, really. Um, and then, yeah, hit him up. He was super nice. He said, yeah, I'm down to do the verse. He did the verse. And then obviously, I don't know if you heard about it, but there was that huge, biggest sporting event ever with KSI versus Logan Paul 2 oh, the rematch. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he's obviously KSI's main training coach. Um, so he's obviously got, well, he's just blown up, man. Since that event, it was getting to the point where we had the video booked and I didn't know if he'd be able to do it because it was coming up to the fight. That's um, just that's just wild to think about, like you know, like YouTube personalities and like being like so much larger than you know anything else at that particular point in time. I know. Wild. I mean, yeah. I mean, I met um, Katasai or JJ. I met uh, Vidal invited me to his. Um, he released an album, like a mixtape, not long before the fight, and he invited us to his private launch party for it. And um, Katasai was there. And I spoke to him about the fight and. Uh, yeah, he was super chill and down to earth. He's nothing like people think or nothing like he's perceived online. Yeah. And that's more of just like the character, I guess, of these YouTubers. And I imagine if it would be the same with Logan Paul. You know, he's, exa- he's very chill probably and down to earth. But then on camera, he's very over the top, you know? Yeah. Well, I was going to say, but, maybe, maybe at some point you should get one of them in your music video or something. Yeah, <laughs> that would be, I mean, I mean, the views, I mean, J- well, KSI just kind of gone crazy now with the views he's getting on everything. Oh, yeah. He just did a... His song with Rick Ross and everyone, yeah, it's crazy. Um, he's like number one in like the full charts or something in the UK, I think it's now. So, but yeah, I mean, luckily I've got his best friend. So, I mean, it's like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> to step um, up, man, it's a natural progression. Eventually, you're going to get to that point. Yeah, I mean, maybe the next song I do or Holy Water could be his next uh, boxing ring walk song. <laughs> hey, that would so. be cool. I'd walk out to that. Yeah, well, and the good thing is Vidal is a pro boxer. He's obviously signed to the Mayweathers now. Yeah, um, I saw that. So, yeah, he's got a big fight coming up in December. I can't remember the date, but I think it's like the end of December, I believe it is, um, in New York. So I might try and uh, pressure him, see if I can play it as he walks out. Hey, that would be pretty neat, man. I mean, uh, that would be huge. Yeah, he's because he's at the point now where he's starting to do bigger shows as well. Obviously, it's nothing like the KSI one, just because I don't think any boxers really have that apart from apart from probably Anthony Joshua or Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder. No one apart from them really have the size audience that KSI and Logan had, you know, in boxing. Yeah, exactly. So, but yeah, no, getting getting him on the song was definitely a blessing, and obviously his channel, like his YouTube channel, was when I last met up with him which I think was just the press conference just before he went out to Vegas to train with JJ or KSI. Um, it, he was on 395,000 subs, and I think now he's on 900,000. So That's wild. Yeah, and he's about to do a video, I think, tomorrow, uh, promoting the music video. So that's obviously going to really help that blow up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now, so, yeah, um, it's going to be cool. Now, seeing how you've came from, like, your bedroom – to now, yeah. you know, playing the O2 Arena in London, which is absolutely crazy. That's among, you know, like some of like the bigger names like ever. Um, yeah, well, we didn't play the O2 Arena. I wish <laughs> we oh. played the O, but we did play the. It's the uh, the 
the smaller one, the O2 that's in London. So it's not the arena, but it's still the O2. So it's yeah, still a well, big name. Regardless, so it, I mean, still played there. <laughs> well, talking to you is the closest thing I've ever gotten to the O2. So, you know, <laughs> I, t- I take that as a blessing. <laughs> I mean, one day, one day that's the goal to play the arena. I mean, geez, um, that would be that would be sick. <laughs> Yeah, right. But um, going from basically from your bedroom to now you're getting ready to go on a tour in February. Yeah. Do you have any advice or tips for kids or anyone really trying to get into the music industry to make a name for themselves? Definitely. Um, I actually I did something similar. I went to um, a fan's house not long ago. They, they bought a bunch of merch off my store. If you go to www.paulbartholomew.co.uk, you can get your merch. <laughs> Quick plug there. <laughs> Perfect but, um, no, I went, yeah i went to a fan's house um he was he's 13 and he was he's been going through a hard time recently a lot's happened in his life I had a couple of losses and it's quite sad especially at this time of year yeah. and i'd seen he bought a bunch of merch and it was just before holy water dropped so i actually thought i would uh it was like he, he lives like two hours away so i i i, I was speaking to his mum um just to see if it would be possible and then yeah we actually drove up and surprised him and hand delivered merch um and he does music and the funny thing is he in the picture i put on facebook he's wearing my top like a, some of my merch and people uh, assumed they assumed that that was the merch i gave him but I, when he opened the door he was actually already wearing that uh, that's incredible <laughs> he yeah he had no idea i was coming he just lives in it but um to answer your question i said to him because he does music in his bedroom and when i said to him about how you think music will go his reaction was oh well i just do it in my bedroom so then I was just like, well, that's how I started. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And now I'm, now I'm going on tour with the band that did that Wherever You Will Go song that just follows me everywhere now yeah. since I seem to have joined this tour. <laughs> I was in the gym, it came on. I'm in the car, it comes on. But it's a classic, you know, 370 million views or whatever it is now on YouTube. You can't lie. So what yeah. a big first tour to jump on, you know? Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I can't believe it. Now, speaking about that tour, um, is there any stops on that tour where you haven't been to yet that you're looking forward to going? Yeah, like everywhere. Um, <laughs> every, everywhere on that tour. Apart, I mean, I've been to London, but I've never been to this. Uh, we're playing the Underworld in Camden. I've, ne- I've never played there. I've not played any of these places. I've not been to half these places. Whenever I travel now, it's mainly to America. So, I mean, the one place I've been to is Manchester, which is uh, sold out, which is, again, just blows my mind that that's sold out. There's a few shows that are sold out, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we shot both music videos that I'm about to drop, and I've got one more to drop in Holy Water, um, and they were all shot in Manchester. But I'm super excited to just get on the road with my mates and come and play these new songs for everyone. Yeah, that's awesome. That that It's just so cool to, you know, to hear your story about how – you know, like I said before, or like you said before, you started out in your bedroom and now you, you know, now you're getting to play these places that you never thought you'd be able to get to before. Yeah. And it's one of those things where like some uh, tour opportunities come up that we've turned down. Um, but then as soon as this one came up, just because of how big the band are, like yeah. that's su- they've got that such a classic song that is like so mainstream that it's one of those bands where. I had to have my name on a tour poster and tour with them, you know, because as soon as anyone asks, no matter like with some newer bands these days that I would love to tour with, like some of the people on my last record who I definitely want to tour with. But then if someone older or something asked their band name, they're not going to know who they are. Yeah. But 
with with the calling you say the calling and they're like oh wherever you'll go yeah i love that, that band. and they they, they they literally think it's insane that i'm on that tour and for a first tour that's the kind of thing i wanted like a real kind of like oh damn really and that's kind of how i feel when i look at the poster you know well that's the kind of poster you you know you put in a frame and you hang it up on your wall <laughs> oh i've got that in the studio already that's already up <laughs> I mean, just for my first tour poster, whoever it was with is going to go up. But the fact it's such a big band and it's got the sold outs on some of the shows. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's, that's definitely awesome. up. And that's going to be good inspiration for when I start writing uh, for anything new, you know. Oh, yeah. Now, you're talking about bands that you would have liked that you like would like to tour with. Now, yeah. if you were to like someone were to sit down like, hey, Paul, you have a blank page, write whoever you would like to tour with. Who would be the bands that you would put on a tour? Uh, um, well, I know one band that I think would be cool to tour with, just because me and the guitarist of, who's coming on tour with me um, kind of grew up listening to them. Um, and he was on my last record, is Escape the Fate, Craig Mabbitt. That would be a cool tour. Yeah. And then we could sing our song that he's on. Um, that would be <laughs> same cool. With the word, yeah, same with the word live. That would be a cool tour. Um, but I think it's, we go for more of, because obviously my stuff isn't like as heavy, so it's more of like the radio rock. So I think Escape the Fate's newer stuff would fit that kind of vibe perfectly. Oh, yeah. um, and then there's a new kind of up and coming band. Well, up and coming, they've got about like 100 million streams or whatever it is. But uh, yeah, um, he was on my last record and he's, uh, yeah, he's a good friend. Uh, Philip Strand, uh, Normandy. That's an up and coming band. That kind of pop rock very similar to me and that would be an insane tour they're doing they've they've just started selling out some big shows as well so they're not too big but they're they're on that like the kind of the climb as well so that would be an awesome tour um god i don't know there's so many bands i could choose and if i sat down and uh i I just want to tour you know just get on as many tours as possible oh yeah exactly i mean that's pretty much the goal for anybody I mean, that, yeah, that was my goal, and now I'm doing a podcast, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, the thing is, like, I think with my music is that I could pick a set list for any kind of band. So if it was a heavier band, I could just do the hard, the harder rock stuff, and we could just make it sound kind of heavier live. Yeah. But then if it, was a, if it happened to be like a pop artist that's just straight pop, I could pick all, like, the pop songs and be, come up with a supporting set for that, you know, so and like we could get some stuff take some guitars out of certain places and we could make it into a pop song yeah exactly um, yeah so my music started at that point where i could literally tour with anyone and that's kind of how i like it now if anyone were to go on like uh, like pick up your phone and go through your spotify or apple music or whatever streaming or you know whatever you hold your music on yeah is there anything any like artist or song that you have on there that people will be surprised to see that you have Ooh. That they'd be surprised, huh? Um, I mean, maybe, uh, maybe not stuff I'd want to say, but I've got. <laughs> no, I mean, no, I don't mind. I've got. Um, this is the safe I've zone got, here. You can say whatever you want. Uh, I'm looking right now, and it goes from everything. Like it literally does. I've got. What have I got on here? KSI's new song. Then I've got some All Time Low, some Bring Me the Horizon, some Ice Nine Kills, Hollywood Undead. I've got some Justin Bieber. Okay. <laughs> Shawn Mendes, um, Danny Warsnop. I mean, I've got um I've got that fucking number song by Logan Paul. I don't know. That's, that's a laugh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've got if you went through my phone, I think you'd you'd stop being surprised and you'd just start to look at me funny about what if you were to shuffle it. 
but I mean, I've got everything on there. <laughs> yeah, my my uh, iTunes library is definitely the same way. Like you, yeah, you'll have I've... like Suicide Silence and like crazy death metal bands, and all of a sudden oh, you'll damn. have like In Sync. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've got In Sync. Yes, In Sync. I love that. Now Boy, I've got In Sync on it. <laughs> now, where do you stand on the whole In Sync Backstreet Boys feud? Oh, do you know what? I was thinking about this the other day. <laughs> no, I wasn't really. I, I wasn't really, but I mean, getting into it, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't really have an opinion on the In Sync and Backstreet Boys feud. I'm gonna go with my boys In Sync because I just, ah, oh, that's just my jam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I have a song on the the next record um, that people will hear, and there's a load of harmonies in that song, and it's a pop rock song, but the harmonies that are in it, they have like an In Sync kind of vibe. I kind of styled them out similar, so it's like. You're listening to a rock song and not many people will notice, but you'll just hear like this massive wall of harmonies and it will kind of give you that nostalgia feeling and you won't know where it's from. And then when you listen to NSYNC, you'll be like, that's it. That's there. Well, see, that's the thing. You know, people like hear Backstreet Boys and NSYNC and, you know, 98 Degrees, whatever, like that whole boy band thing. And they're like, oh, they're just boy bands, blah, blah, blah. But if you listen to some like isolated vocal tracks from these artists, you know, like these boy bands, they have insane vocal capabilities. Yeah, no, they're good. They're so good. They're they're crazy good. Um, I mean, yeah, I think I'd have to go with In Sync. I mean, Backstreet Boys they have some great songs, but I think In Sync have just for me they just got a few more, a few <laughs> more good songs. <laughs> I don't know how we got on the topic of In Sync, yeah. but I mean, I love it. <laughs> well, you heard it here. <laughs> yeah, Paul Bartholomew is a fan of In Sync. <laughs> Perfect. All right, now. <laughs> to kind of wrap this kind of wrap this interview up uh yeah. here's here's your chance to plug yourself to all the listeners and subscribers that we have where can people find you on social media where can they find your music and you know give us what's what's next in store for you so you can find me on instagram at paul bartholomew music is where i actually post the most and chris always i always get in trouble with chris my manager because i only really post on there so he's teaching me the ways of social media now (laughs) um so he's gonna appreciate me saying go to my facebook at paul bartholomew music uh my twitter at paul b gravity um and then my my store where you can get all updates there's a members only site where you just you can subscribe for free. You just use your email um, and you can see exclusive news or anything like that. And you'll get emails when there's anything added. There's going to be some media, some more content on there that you can't get on YouTube, like behind the scenes. Um, that's at www.paulbartholomew.co.uk. And I've got a store on there as well. So, yeah, head over to there. Perfect. So then, yeah. And then my stores on there, we've got a 50% off sale for Black Friday that ends next Friday. So 50% off every item. We have bundles, we have wristbands, we have posters, CDs, DVDs. So make sure you head there and get 50% off ends on December 6th. Perfect. Now, um, yep. you were saying before that there's another record coming out. Is there is there any word yet on the release date? So uh, me and Chris, my manager, who is been amazing i've been talking about this and i think we have it set can't announce it yet okay. um, but it's uh it's the I, as I, I i i like to say that it's the record that's going to define me as an artist um very different from my last my ep and my album is very different from them um it's just everything knocked up a level everything's 110 percent um 
the production, the visuals, the songwriting, everything is just yeah. So I can't I, I can't wait for that to drop. Um, and then we got some other exciting stuff that's going to come with it. Um, and yeah, there's lots lots to come. There's a lot of content that's going to be coming out. So yeah, just keep an eye on it. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, when that album drops, we have to get you back on here to talk about it because now I'm excited. Definitely. When you come over to the States and you wind up on the East Coast, anywhere in the Philadelphia area, we're definitely going to need to have you on because you're always going to have a home here, buddy. I love that. Thank you so much. And I appreciate this more than you know. Thank you. Not a problem. Well, thank you for coming on. We really appreciate this. And, uh, you know, we'll keep in touch and whatnot. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll get to see you soon definitely and you thank you all right have a good one and you bye well that was a good interview um yeah man uh paul he's such a really nice guy um so glad we got to have him come on our show it's really a treat for both of us and um yeah i guess right now i'm going to give you guys a song of his called heaven featuring johnny craig i guess give us a listen and uh you know if you want to hear the rest go on to his social medias is part of my heart You got me feeling on fire You got me numb to the cold Right, left, I'm stuck in the middle Worlds out bigger, we all so little With you I feel like we're the only ones talking Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, season two is coming. It's going to be here in three weeks, December 23rd. You'll have me, Connor, and Steve back on here discussing topics you may or may not care about. But until then, this is Rage Against the Mainstream signing off. I'm Bill. Have a good night. Thank you for listening.